This is Trash Talk with your host, Garrett the Trash Man. All right, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to Trash Talk. Hope you had incredible holidays. John, how was your holiday? It's pretty good. It's good stuff. It's Lots of family, time. good time. Got to relax a little bit. Love it. Loved it. Love it, man. Hope everyone had some enjoyable time with their loved ones and is just killing it so far in 2020. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast that we reposted, um, Talks with Buck Smith, go back and re-listen to it. It's good. Even if you have listened to it, listen to it. It's good. Old Buck Smith knows what he's talking about. Old, right. old Grandpa Buck. Oh, it's, it's golden. Yeah, he's a good man. So uh, go back, give her a listen. And uh, yeah, so... Thank you, Larson Weiss, for sponsoring Trash Talk. Um, best trash company ever. That's all there is to it. Um, hit them up. If you're not a Larson Weiss customer, then you're crazy. Call them right now and sign up. Simply put, guys. Simply put, you're crazy. You're cr- You're in that case. Verdict's out. <laughs> so, yeah, appreciate Larson Waste, all they do, um, so we can keep bringing you this content. And, uh, yeah, get with them. So, dude, you ready to jump into rants? Yeah, let's do a tour. Cool. So, I probably ranted about this a thousand times but until it's not like super present for me I'm gonna keep ranting about it and that's taking action um, so my wife and I we've been discussing for a long time we're saying like hey we're gonna let's get together let's talk about what we want to create this year um, yada yada I have been done it really in depth myself and want to have her do it so we could really create what this year is gonna look like for us and what we're gonna do and uh, you know, we just kept waiting for the right time where I got home early enough, where this, where that. And last night we finally sat down, like, hey, yeah, let's let's talk about this. And so we started talking about it. it's incredible, you know, we're, we're able to be in a conversation that actually deepens our relationship. We get to know each other better. Um, like, it was meaningful. And as we're talking, I'm like, why did we wait so long to do this? Like, this isn't any more difficult. Like. If you've got kids, you you get like it can be tiring. You finally get the kids down. It's like, oh, just sit down, maybe turn on a TV show or whatever you want to do, or maybe just sit there on your phones or whatever. So we used to do that. And I was like, this conversation was no harder to have or do than those. And like, we're closer as a couple. We're both inspired for this year. And like, it's so much better. And so watch out for excuses, put them away and be in action because it pays back tenfold. That's that's my rant for today. Ooh, I like that. That's good stuff. It's real good stuff. So my rant for today is I don't really care what anybody does for a living. I honestly believe that expanding the people who are around you and the people you know will help your life in, in every aspect. And um, I had an experience, la- yeah, last week, where I I went to someone that I've, you know, I know them, but I haven't seen them for a while, and I need their services. And this individual is, in his own way, a, definitely a go-getter, mm-hmm. uh, and and thinks big, and just really is up to a ton, like the. If I thought I was busy, I just looked at his life and I was like, oh my goodness, geez, dude. And, um, and just after being around him and talking to him for a little bit, 
what's your 15 minute um, appointment that should have been in and out turned into like an hour and something long <laughs> one but uh, but I left that and that wasn't even a plan when I just called him up and said hey can you help me out with this he says, yeah come on in we'll sit down we'll, we'll go over the details so I know exactly what I need to do for you and we'll be done and uh, and it just reiterated to me like people can influence you way more than, than, than I think you know and it just kind of made me recommit to myself to make sure that I keep getting to know people and reaching out to people that, that can influence me and, and whether it's just, hey, you know, um, when I see them, they're a good influence on me or they help me with something or I help them with something or, or, or whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, but, um, but keep getting out of your bubble and that'll always lead to good things. Yeah. How many times, there's two things that come to my mind with that. How many times have you met someone or known someone and they just seem average or whatever to you, nothing special, and then you get a little bit more insight to them and you're like, this person's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like they're up to a ton. They're, you know, I, I love when I get an opportunity to do that. Like I, I don't know someone as, as, as well and have a chance to. And it's like, man, you're incredible. And the second thought I have is how much it bugs me when people love animals as much more as people. It freaking drives me crazy. I'm like, people are incredible. It's so cool to make new relationships and meet new people. And yes, there can be frustrations at times with people and things like that. When people treat animals like people or better than people, it makes me want to wring their neck. Like, because uh, some people will yell at a person and they would never yell at their dog or, or any dog that way or be as mean to a dog. It's like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like, treat human beings like crap. And yeah, like, I don't, I don't care who, like, humans, every human is of higher value than any freaking dog or cat or animal, oh, in my opinion. Oh, I, but, could, uh, I, I could rant on that for hours, <laughs> especially in the industry I'm in, but all uh, it'll suffice it to say I agree. Yeah, and there's probably some people that get be offended by this, but oh, that grinds my gears. But, well, we won't tell you what, uh, what's this bucket, uh, Ricky Gervais said in the, uh, if you listen to the Golden Globes oh, yeah. thing, <laughs> we, won't, we won't say what he said to you. <laughs> oh, that was classic. That I had to bring great. that up. That was great. Uh, yeah, so dude, you said you've got a question for me, uh -huh. and so you'll post this question, and I'll answer it, and that'll be our podcast. Okay, so my question to you is give us uh, a then and now of when you first took over running Larson Waste mm -hmm. to now, and you don't know, you personally, your mindset, the way you looked at things, um, uh, your perspective... Uh, in the company and then just kind of give us a then and now of, of, of how things were and how they are now and uh, and how it's changed and just kind of give us some insight as to you know uh, how old you were and and what you were up to when that happened and and uh, yeah. kind of go from there yeah so um, I don't freaking know how old I was I think that was like four or five years ago so um, I opened like 23 24-ish and uh, how it all came about is it wasn't necessarily like a planned thing. Like it wasn't like, oh yeah, let's bring Garrett in, do this. Um, it was, uh, you know, my dad was planning on leaving the country, on going on a mission, and um, I had moved back up here 
And my thought was, hey, I'll run, run sales and um, kind of just keep an eye on things, kind of be his lifeline to the company while he was on the other side of the country. Um, and that's, that's all I kind of be, make sure he's getting the information that he wants to get, you know, just kind of a liaison almost and do sales. I figured I'd do that while he was gone and then when he got back, I would move on to something else. And then, uh, you know, just a little bit before he, he took off, he being my dad, he was like, Hey, I actually want you to, to, you know, run this place, um, while I'm gone. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot going on, um, just a few months before we had, um, acquired a company called R&M. Mm-hmm. It was probably about a third the size of us, but like significant, mm-hmm. a couple thousand customers, I think 10 employees, um, the owner was coming on board. Um, you know, we were meshing uh, different systems that they used for um, customer database, and it was just a completely different company. And so there was a lot to navigate, and, and right there at first, like looking back, it's incredible how much I didn't know. And I'm sure four years from now, I'll look back and say the same thing. Like, I just, I freaking didn't know anything, man. Like, nothing. Um, So, you know, looking back, I would say the biggest mind shift change that I've had Mm -hmm. is the ability to see myself as a creator in what, what is produced in my business and in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would speak to that because that's what books would say to do in the past or, or right when I took over, it's like, oh yeah, we can do whatever we want. Like everything's my fault, you know, and all the like phrases that you read in books. But in reality, my thoughts and a lot of times my action, a lot of times the conversations I, I had really, I totally acted as if I was a victim stuff happened to me and I just reacted to things Mm -hmm. and sometimes I wasn't even reacting to things there was a long time where I was so paralyzed with I didn't know what to do I would come show up be in my office and just like be in here all day like doing nothing I didn't know what to do Um, because it was a company that was was going and operating it wasn't like I had to go do the things at the company so real quick when that all happened were, did you feel confident that you'd be able to do it? I have, I would say I felt confident, but it was like a, uh, like a, I don't know if I should say childish, childish confidence or an ignorant confidence. Ignorant confidence. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, like, I don't know. I, that's something that I, I assume my parents instilled in me or something that's been super useful in my life. But like, I've always like occurred for myself, like I can freaking do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. like I see something that's like, yeah, that guy can do it. I could do it. You know, it might take me a lot of work or something, but it's like, well, I freaking do whatever. Um, so I had confidence in that, but like it was seriously so, so much that I didn't know that it was like, there was like nowhere to start. And, and there was things with an acquisition and a coming company coming together where um, the company was calling for leadership mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't lack of effort or lack of anything from the managers were here that were here or from what my dad had done beforehand it wasn't like that it was just that things were evolving and changing 
um, especially by when we had acquired that new company and all the dynamics that that brought, mm -hmm. merging two companies together. You know, it, it's actually really similar to like a family merging. Yeah. You know, there's different ways that they used to do things, different, and so there was messes that were there because of that, and the company was was crying for leadership, and uh, you know, so back to my rant, like what what pulled me out of that was being in action. Um, I was most familiar or most comfortable, I guess, with the medical waste side of the company, mm. and so. I started being in action around looking to grow that. Um, ironically, like that didn't really grow at all. Um, that's, uh, it's a, um, yeah, like I, I put in a lot of work to that and it didn't grow at all, but what was produced was um, understanding and things where I could actually act in confidence, not just sit there and say, oh, I can do whatever, I can figure it out. Yeah, it was like, oh, like I'm seeing this here and I can translate that to there and it gave me confidence to actually um, go be with the managers in the company and the other leadership. So um, yeah, if, if I was to speak to one mind shift change, it would be that. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I used to pay lip service to it all the time. You know, you read the books of yeah. like, oh, everything's my fault or Grant Cardone, like, oh, if it rains, it's my fault. And I connected to that, but like in reality, my thoughts and my uh, actions didn't align with that at all. So would you say that the culmination of um, your dad leaving and going far away and bringing in that, you know, having a merger of another company, the kind of that perfect storm and then throwing you into the middle, uh -huh. instead of, you know, closing your eyes and plugging your nose and jumping into a small pond, you're, you're jumping into like Lake Erie, <laughs> you know? Um, would you say that if that merger and that, and your dad leaving hadn't happened and maybe your dad just said, hey, come run this for me so I can step away and do other things. Do you think because it happened the way it did that it, the, it created the, the, that directs directly correlates with the results or do you think you would have had the same results whether it would have been not near so as heck I, I think it directly correlated with the results like a situation like you laid out that was that would maybe be much more tamer comparatively mm -hmm. um, would for me I, I don't think I would still be here like Larson waste wouldn't have piqued my interest like it has mm -hmm. I wouldn't be so drawn to it and drawn to staying with the company and growing it and all the ambitions I have with it if it would have been a real kind of easy and it's kind of like yeah come and at times take care of things and it's real mellow and um, you know there's not a, a role to really step in it's just kind of like I've oh, got an easy easy gig from from your parents like it I would have lost interest real soon. I would have been counting the days till he got back. So I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> Deuces, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, with the team that we have here um, and with my dad and who he is, like I, I would anticipate that Larson Waste would be doing very well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I don't think there's something to it where like I brought some sort of magic sauce, but I brought like me to it. Mm -hmm. And so... Like my fingerprints are, are rounded all, all over the place and um, there's a portion of that that um, wouldn't have happened if, if I wouldn't have done things that I did. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I'm super grateful that it happened the way it happened um, and that uh, 
because yeah, like and the growth in me wouldn't have been there. Um, I wouldn't have had a bunch of just mind shift changes and things like that because it was, you know, nights staying awake, not knowing what to do, that led me to like oh figuring things out and uh, and now feel a lot more confident. Where I feel like I can start any business and in the industry at any time and. I feel like there's the confidence I have now is a lot better. Um, there's a lot more like evidence behind it that um, there would be success. Mm-hmm. It's not just blind, ignorant <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Like do do I can do anything. So how long would you say it took you until you felt competent in in in, in being able to fulfill your duties? Yeah, I would say it probably took a couple years to feel competent. Um, and then you look back and think. Man, everyone for the last couple of years probably thought I was an idiot. Yeah, oh yeah. I've done that yeah. a million times. Oh yeah, well and a lot of what I did too was like, hey, I know one thing and like, um, these people here will respect work. And like, I can do work. And so there was times that I was doing things that like a, a CEO would not do. I mean, I still do things like that. <laughs> but, um, that it was just the best I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And I gained a lot of respect from a lot of the management team because they they respected work. And it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll show up and I'll be shoulder to shoulder with you. I might not know a lot. Um, and a lot of the times, and this was difficult for me, um, recognizing that work isn't always out doing the thing that the company does. Mm-hmm. Um, I still struggle with that at times. Like at times work for me was being on YouTube for 12 hours, figuring out what the hell a financial statement means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just what the company was calling for, was someone that could look at that and, and use that information to make a decision. Like, I'm no CFO, but I'm very confident in uh, you know numbers of the business and understand what the, cause Because coming into it new, it's like a whole different language. Yeah. Now it seems so natural to me, but I'm reminded if I go home and share something with my wife or she's like okay what's that again what's that? and she's sharp she's really smart but like it's reminded that oh yeah this is a completely different language and a lot of things that happen that uh, over that time you know bringing myself to it in a way of like hey i need to learn these things really uh really was an upgrade for me oh i bet so I bet. so one more question um now kind of tell us a little bit more about the now like like what would you have done differently and then like now where do you stand and like what what do you think the biggest difference is between then and now yeah so if i think we do this at every point in our lives at least i do myself so i guess i shouldn't speak for everyone but what i do differently is i'd be who i am right now back then yeah (laughs) like like i'd have the knowledge i'd have the confidence i'd have the uh um clarity on my vision all of that i would have that now which you know it's funny because in that conversation um that my wife and i had last night something i was talking to her about is how useless judging the past is, uh, but how there can be some value in assessing the past, but even that's a little bit dangerous because you don't, we don't know what it might have been. And so, you know, we were talking specifically about, um, about the company and some certain aspects of it and some things were in action around right now. And it's like, oh, if we would have taken care of this three years ago, and I said that and I'm like, and 
I I now don't have an opening of doing this in the way that I'm doing it. That how do I phrase this? Um, I no longer have an opening of doing it in a certain way that I did have an opening for doing it even two months ago. Mm. And I'm like, so if I would have done this three years ago, I probably would have done it in this way and probably been in a worse situation than I am now. And so I, not that I'm in a horrible situation, but I like I look to create myself in a different situation than exactly what I'm sitting in now. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, even the assessing, like it's a fool's error because we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Like, so um, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So like in all reality, I don't know if I would have anything different except for like at any point in my life, if I could have the knowledge that I have now, like I may may have done any things different, and like I don't know if that would be better. Yeah. Um, but where we sit now, um, at times, um, and I wonder if this is always this way in business. It's like there's more work to do now, even though we've come so far. So far, I feel like there's more work to do now, and I'm shorter than I, I fall more short than where I'd like to be than any time I have in the past. Yeah. Um, because every time, like I learn more, it's like, oh yeah, there's more to do. There's more to do, and I think that's something that's super interesting to me about business is it's a mountain without a top. Yeah. And so it's not something that's ever going to get mundane if I continue to push because. Um, it's it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be something new. Something's changed, um, and especially in the business that that I'm in, which you know we've got a lot of trash people that listen to this podcast. Uh, talking to, I mean, my brother's a good example. He's come in working in other industries, and now in this. And the other day we were having a conversation. He's like, I think that trash is the most complex and complicated business you can be in. I'm like, there is not a single like stable, you can count on this always being this way in the industry. Yeah. It's always changing, so it's super interesting to me. So um, yeah, that's that's where I am today. Is like, yeah, there's, there's more to be done than ever, ever. Oh, yeah. And I know when I accomplish what I've got for say 2020 and what I'm gonna create then, I'm probably gonna be sitting 2021 and be like, man, there's more to accomplish than there ever, <laughs> ever has been in the past. I can definitely relate to that. And going off what you said about assessing the past, um, you know, I can look back at my past and say, you know, the last four years, I've, the amount of successes and failures is successes and failures, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. It's like there's this, this giant mountain of, of failures. But, like you, kind of to, to go with what you said, dwelling on that does me no good because I've already learned the lesson. Yeah. Like the lesson's learned. Mm-hmm. You know, you already went through those experiences, so now it's just look to the future. Right? Yeah. Well, I think the danger is, and I would say the the difference between judgment and assessment is you've got to disconnect the emotion from it. Mm-hmm. So you can look back at that and go, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting, that's interesting, and not feel whether it's guilt or, or even if it's, you know, quote unquote positive emotions, pride, this, that, and the other, like... Um, if you're going to assess it and have that useful, you've got to totally disconnect yourself from the emotions. Hey, did that serve what I was looking to create or not? Yeah. And assess it from that that point because yeah, the judgment can bog you down. Like that's right. that's what depression is. Yeah. Is judgment of the past and anxiety of the future. Well, yeah. If if I told myself, oh man, I'm not going to accomplish my goals this year because I failed last year. 
It makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's, there's no point of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, Nothing about that serves me. Yeah. So, so yeah, dude. Well, I thought this was freaking awesome. I think we need to do this again, maybe just flip the scripts. Cause I know we've, we've talked about all these things before, but I think it's cool to bring it up fresh and see where we're at uh, today. So I agree. It was a good one. That was awesome. Well, appreciate everyone listening. Um, hit me up, Garrett the Trashman, across any of the platforms. John, what's your what's your plugs? Uh, uh, John Ballard three four five or Ballard Senior Home Care. Hit us up. We're on Facebook mostly, um, and a little bit on Instagram, but most of our audience is on Facebook. So give us a like. We put out a lot of helpful material for those in the home care industry. Yeah. All right, and give us a five star review. Tell everyone that this podcast is freaking awesome. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, talk to you later. Peace. Deuces.